50,000 souls! <laughs> Alt Gaming, podcast number two for the 2nd of July, 2016. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Hey. If we go round the room. Do it. Yeah. Say hi, Eddie. Hello. And Viv, say hi. Hi, Viv. And Char is in the house tonight. Howdy. Howdy again. We've got four wonderful alt gamers. And yeah, we're just going to review mostly gaming and technology news. And uh, for your delight and pleasure coming into your ear holes. Um, shall we get started? Holes, uh, maybe other holes, yeah. How many, how, many, hole. how many sphincters are in the human body? Someone knows the answer to that. Was that you, no, Ed? Yeah, no, there's just lots of sphincters. <laughs> Not that I know the precise amount, <laughs> but there are literally hundreds of sphincters. You know where they all are. Well, I haven't counted them. But yeah. The human body has over 50 kinds of sphincter located throughout it. A sphincter is a ringed structure that relaxes and contracts to allow passage of solids and liquids from one section of the anatomy to another. Thank you, Google. Thanks, oh, Google. I thought it was like hundreds, because I thought even in your veins they have... What, mate? It's on the internet. It's got to be true. Yeah. <laughs> so this is your 2nd of July 50 sphincter edition. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, just wrapping up from where we kind of finished in the last one, if you if you have listened to the other podcast. If not, go and get it. It's on iTunes. Um, and give us a, a review, hopefully positive. Um, following up from that, E3, a little bit of a roundup. It was a while ago now, but is there anything that you know we think is worth mentioning? Anything? Zelda. But I think you wanted to mention something about that. Did you know? I like. I like. Well, I thought Zelda looked fantastic. I've I got to say really before good. we start on the Zelda that it was. A, I thought it was quite a poor E3 actually. I thought yeah. that perhaps it, but it's like a mid-console. It's we're in between consoles or kind of in between consoles, and there wasn't too much in the way of like really good stuff coming out compared to some of the previous ones. I think. Mm. Um. What about Death Stranding? That looks quite enigmatic. Yeah, really weird. I mean, it's a very strange trailer. We'll sure. put the link in the description for you to have a look if you haven't seen it. But it's a man giving birth to a child by the looks of it. Doesn't On it? a beach of dead creatures covered in oil. I mean... And are we all supposed to read between the lines and it was a big... His child was Metal Gear Solid. Is it that? Is that what we're saying here? I don't know. I think that's looking into it too much. Is it? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was just meant to be random and... Just have a look at this craziness, and you, I don't know what I'm even doing, let alone what it's going to end up being. I'm sure it's all part of this big plan that he's got, no doubt. But what about the floating people above the sea? That was kind of weird. And all the dog tags. Did you see? You I saw the dog of... tags. I didn't see yeah. the people. Yeah, I need it's to like watch it again. Five or six floating people, sort of out to sea. Okay. Yeah. And Norm, so when... Norman Reedus, of course. Yeah. When you watch it again, do you skip past the naked Norman Reedus? <laughs> <laughs> But, so, I, I probably watched about an hour of um, Zelda gameplay that they would that they released as part of E3. So quite it's a different new than running simulator. Well, it's back to the it's back. Yeah, okay, it's back to the open world right. sort of scenario, which is great. And it's, I mean, I'm not a Zelda expert. Don't get me wrong, but it it looks like it's not holding your hand in any way. It's mm. not. It's going to let give you the freedom to explore, and you can. And they made a big deal about talking about how you could go anywhere and do anything, and I really like that concept in a game. Anyway, I think it's really good. Sure. Um, so his, historically, with Zelda games, 
you've you've always uh, like sort of entered an area. It's been very clear that you've needed a new item. You've then found that item, and then you've completed that area, and you pretty much don't need that item ever again. No, but, I don't know. The previous ones. That's, well, all, that's the vibe I got from like, the Majora's Mask. They become and, like more used in the level, if you know what I mean. Like when you first pick up the hookshot, that becomes integral to that level. But then from then on, you always need the hookshot. Uh, so but, now, are you going to run for 20 minutes, realise you don't have what you need, get on a horse and trot for 10 minutes back in the other direction, pick it up, go, forget what you were doing in the first place, run 20 minutes in the other direction, then get fed up with running and realise you've just been running for an hour? Well, if you're rubbish at it, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, I I think they're giving I you a bit more... footage of it was just running. Yeah, there's a, there's a few more options I think this time. So you can you can defeat enemies in different ways. So if you've if you've not found the bow and arrow yet, you know you go in with sword and shield instead. But you can take weapons off at dead enemies, which was quite a nice feature I mm. thought. So if you see someone shooting you with a bow and arrow and you want it, you can just go and get it now. Is it still going to make that really annoying noise when you've only got one half of a heart left that just doesn't go away? Oh, that is Probably. <laughs> and what Probably. about, listen! It was the first graphical look at what, what the new Nintendo console's going to be doing as well, and it looked pretty good. Looked I'm pretty up for it. Yeah. It did. Me a bit. I'm it, but it does look interesting. It does yeah. look fun. The last the, one I played was uh, Wind Waker, to be honest. So, yeah, I don't think... Like, right just, I've just started Ocarina of Time again. Uh, just for, like, you know, old time's sake. Quite enjoying that. <laughs> I think... I, but it, it looks really naff. I made, I made my way to the fishing, and that was it. I stopped there. That was it. I just fished. Talking of fishing... Sea of Thieves. Oh, yeah. Look at that segue. Has it got so, fishing in it? Probably. Oh, if you're a pirate, that would be the sure. main source of your, you know, dinner. It looks good. I must yeah. admit. It does look really interesting. Yeah. Still no beta, though, available. No, they like, just had can't. some YouTube twats playing it. And stuff. Really? I think they yeah. might have been the creators, or they got some, yeah, a bit of both. <laughs> no, I think they got some people in. How was it? Sorry, they're really nice people. Um, it looks but... like the kind of game where you kind of say to your mates, oh, wouldn't it be cool if you had this game where you were pirates and you were on a ship and there was a few of us and we had to run the ship and we could drink rum and we could go and, like, plunder some treasure on an island. It's like what you'd imagine a game creating with your mates, isn't it? So it's like, I think it's going to be fun to play as a small group if there's blunderbusses and uh actually is that a word like octopuses ain't a word is it blunderby sounds I rude don't, I, I don't know. Octopi. <laughs> if there's blunderby and doubloons and if i can make people, if i can make people walk the plank i'll play it man yeah i want to yeah. be a captain of a pirate ship called the bearded clam or something but i think obviously it's in very early development at the moment and from what i got from the people that played it at e3 and sort of wrote reviews about it they kind of said that it's like they're asking people playing it what do you want to do in this game and getting ideas and just throwing it in there and just trying everything at the moment which sounds like a really good way of developing a game and you know rather than just sort of ploughing on through in your own ideas to sort sure. of make a core basis of the game so you've got the basics in there and then just seeing what people do with it and where they go with it and then you know expanding from there 
Well, yeah, I, having something based so purely on a theme like that, you know, and, and, and one that hasn't been visited often enough, you know, the talking to the potential gamers um, on it in the future, you know, that that's that's a great way of, of going about it because everyone just wanted to see it be a success. Sure. But, um, I was just starting to, to think when I saw this, I was like, oh, good pirate game. It's like, what other, like, themes haven't been visited like often enough in 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 gaming, you know, obviously we have like a lot of sort of basic space exploration kind of themes and, and the expansion of that kind of stuff. We we had, we had we had a little blast on uh, Guns of Icarus, which was sort of the closest thing that yeah. I've ever come to a pirate game, which was good fun. It was cool, but it was like one fight, you know, and that Very was limited. it. Yeah, it was cool though. It was good fun. But it's weird, isn't it? Because pirate films massively popular but yeah it didn't really break into the games world that much i mean assassin's creed took it on with one mm, of their black flag games but monkey yeah. island dizzy <laughs> they had... island dizzy yeah that did was you, a pirate did you do theme. the cheat where you type i can fly and then no i didn't no, i couldn't i don't over. think i could spell then <laughs> <laughs> if we if we look back at the the other rare games mm. i mean perfect dark zero Stands out. It was a good game, I thought. I didn't like it. Um, but that was because I was a fanboy of the first I one. wasn't a big fan of Banjo and Kazooie. Anything they were else? right. What else we got? Double O Set of Goldeneye. They did that. Uh, mm. That's pretty good. Sure. There's a bunch of shit, though, as well. Killer Instinct? Yep. Uh, yeah, they were pretty big back in the day. Heavy hitters. Yeah. I don't know what the, you know, the current expectations of that studio are, really. I don't know. Well, it haven't... shouldn't shouldn't really be anything. There can't be anyone there that's quite closely uh, um, tied to those titles now at this point. Really. No, yeah. exactly. It's just all new stuff. But it, it looked really good. It looked really good fun. Yeah. I don't know whether it'll be a free-to-play game, and they'll have some sort of ship upgrades and stuff that is a way of monetizing it. That would make sense to me. Well, it looks like it's going to be out on PS4 and PC. So, well, it says at the bottom here, uh, Microsoft Studios Windows 10. Uh, oh, and actually Xbox Live. So I might be wrong on the PS front. But, it, yeah, I don't imagine it'll be a free-to-play game. I think it'll be like, a one, you know, same as um, Guild Wars 2. You just buy it and then that's it. There's no subscription. Okay. Or Overwatch. That is speculation, though, I must admit. Okay. And before we move on from E3 wrap-up, we probably ought to talk about hardware. We mentioned the Nintendo. Xbox announced a new hardware roadmap and new hardware. New controllers, new console, and a new, which they're promising, 4K console as well in the future, which looks pretty of, cool. They kind of said, oh, we're going to introduce a new Xbox Slim version, which is going to be like what upscaled... It's got HDR. It, no, yeah. it it'll play it'll play 4K movies that you go out and buy on a Blu-ray disc. Because 4 4K TVs upscale stuff, so it's not really doing much different to that. If that's what it's doing, is it? No, no, it's actually playing native 4K content in 4K. But then so, they went and completely fucked it because they, they said, did you really. Don't, you don't want to buy that because next year we're going to make this, and it's yeah. just like what? What have you done? But I suppose they're just sort of playing to the Christmas market, and then. Next year, they'll have another one at Christmas, I guess. Well, just price position-wise, if you look at the technology market right now, 
most high definition blu-ray players are about 400 pounds so you could buy this new xbox one slim and you're going to get a high definition blu-ray player and all the benefits of an xbox yeah that's really good isn't it? Yeah. For, this, for 350 yeah. so blu-ray uh, players are really expensive on its own um so i mean from a price position it's very aggressive right now and how about playstation what did they have they didn't mention the 4k 4.5 thing that they were coming out it was all games 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 really wasn't it with a fat orchestra yeah but what, <laughs> what we do know about the the playstation is you know it's along the same lines as the xbox one but they've, they've taken the saying that um, game developers have the option of doing upgraded versions of their games to to use the 4k and the uh, there's some upgraded graphics card and faster memory and things like that so there is a sense of speed boost performance boosts but was it VR focused, really? Do you think for them because um, they've they've got more investment in that going on, haven't they? Yeah, there's there's no uh, com- confirmation on um, how they're going to handle that, but at the moment the the PlayStation VR unit is set to come with a, an external box that's going to handle some of the heavy lifting, so that you can use that with a current PS4. Oh, okay. So there's there's some speculation that you won't need that box if you've got the new PS4.5 because yeah. of the extra grunt in it. Confusing, um, but isn't the, it? the thing that the thing that like sort of jumped out to me is if it felt a little bit like the um, the little boost um, component that you put into the N sixty four during sure, that three D expansion the, pack, whatever that that sort of like boost thing was that you know. So you know they're gonna to... they say that when when you buy a game in future for once the PS four point five launches, you're gonna have the option whether to play it as a PS four game or a PS four point five game. Now, if you owned uh, perfect dark back in the day you could technically play that on an n64 without 3d expansion pack however it limited it so much that it was pretty much just you know it was like a demo it was potato man it was not worth it it's a good it's a good line for the press isn't it but reality is i don't know Hmm. can you remember when the mega drive had that little cd attachment bit that you could get for it the mega cd I don't think it was little, was it? It was the same size. It was 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 colossal. It was good, though. Like, for those that bought it, it was actually all right. I mean, there weren't very many titles for it, but the titles that were there were pretty good. Like, Sonic CD was amazing, man. That game was wicked. And there was a couple of other ones, like Soul Feast, which was a side-scrolling sort of like uh, Spaceship Blaster. It's cool, but I'd never buy one myself. I just played my mates. I never even heard of it. That's (laughs) awesome. Yeah, Mega CD. It was a thing. Wow. And about the 32X, that chunky thing that you plug in like a Game Genie and then you plug your games in the top of that. Don't yeah. remember that. Mm, old school, man. Yeah, awesome. Just didn't really take off at all because it was far too expensive and just no one had, yeah. There was just no <laughs> games for it and things like that. So yeah, that wraps E3. I mean, I I quite enjoyed it. It was alright. It was the year of VR. A lot of mm. VR was talked about again. But other than that, like I say, maybe, maybe yeah. not a big release, a tick rather than a talk. Not uh, there wasn't really much new stuff on the games that we already know about, things like Ghost Recon. I'm excited by it. Was yeah, there's nothing that we hadn't really seen. Well, yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, that's not bad then. All right. Well, E3 out of the way. Moving on. Life what after. You... Go. What are you drinking? Sir? I, I am drinking tonight. Cause light actually. I'm just... I've got a fresh Ooh. one. Just there we go. A cheeky snap. 
Sticky. I thought you were buying a special bottle of wine or something, mm. and you were going to tell us about the bottle of wine that you brought. I'm sorry, I haven't actually. I mean, I did. I was over. I was over at Chart's house, and I got really drunk the other night. So <laughs> I'm just trying to recover a little bit with some gentle, <laughs> damn cold, cause light, which is um, quite easy yeah. going. Dave spent the evening losing at everything. <laughs> I lost all the games. We lost the pub quiz. We then lost a game of what kind of version of Monopoly did we play? Um, it's uh, Empire. It's the one with the big sort of skyscrapers and the buying uh, brands like. Coca-Cola it's much quicker than normal Monopoly. Stuff, yeah. Isn't that Hotel? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we just made that made that into a drinking <laughs> game with every time you get a chance card or every time you pass go or something, you have to do yeah. a shot. Chug a brew. <laughs> and then, because I, I was already drunk at that point, I thought, oh, you know what? Let's play another game where you have to pick the cornflake packet up off the floor with just your teeth. And you oh, can't yeah. put your hands. <laughs> and you tear a bit off every time someone picks it up. Yeah. So we played that game, but every time I tried to bend down, I just fell over. So <laughs> I had to do a shot all the time for that as well. So I ended up drinking a whole bottle of some pistachio something or other. It was horrible uh, yeah it's fine it was okay we went for a big dirty breakfast the next day and it sorted me out nice <laughs> it's like a student game that isn't it <laughs> yes it is student. that's where i heard about it we used to have a, like a house full of mates we used to play that in the garden um yeah so post e3 what's happened ranked in overwatch has happened mm. in the last well not 10 days that is it's yeah, quite couple, new it was a couple of days ago so, I mean, just a brief overview, if you don't know, you have to be level 25 if you would like to take part. You then have to play 10 matches and you'll get your ELO ranking, mm. which you can then, from that point onwards, you'll start competing and you can move up or down. If you lose, you will go down. If you win, you will go up. You I can. think it's been slightly bugged as well, so you haven't been going up as much as you should be in some situations people have been complaining about, but... I've I've lost every single game I've played of that so far. But <laughs> we had the great idea to just jump straight in. You know, we did a warm up game, didn't we, Eddie? And then we just were like, "Yeah, we'll we'll kick some ass. We'll be fine." We got absolutely <laughs> steamrolled. But uh, yeah, it proved a point that you can join as a team during those sort of ten lead up matches. You can sort of team up because I I was under the impression that it was going to be on an individual basis and that we all might get fragmented, but that of course takes out the competition side of things. If you you know if you're playing with a group of guys, you want to play with those competitively. Yeah. And we could so oh well and girls <laughs> and girls of course the guys is yeah. like more of a you know sort of gender. Hey fluid. guys. Yeah. Hi guys. Yeah. Gender neutral. Yes. Uh, Chart, you're not high enough up to play ranked yet are you um thanks for bringing that up i just wanted to, that's it i don't have <laughs> nothing else to say apart from that really. I'm a, I'm a, no I'm, a, I'm nearly there i mean the the statement underneath the um competitive play like match starting thing worries me a little bit because it's got i can't remember the exact number but it says that the people in your party must be within a certain number of skill points of each other oh right? really Mm. So, so that's so where the fragmenting is. There in. was something actually that we we spotted. Uh, Dan, you had um, you had sixty four rank, and you'd never played the game before, and everyone else was on like zero, or I was at least. Yeah, remember that? No, <laughs> someone does. Hey, <laughs> Charlie the Choo Choo. <laughs> 
Yeah, so can you remember that? We were looking and uh, yeah, it said you had 64 rank, I think. But that must have been a temporary oh, rank. A, yeah, it was a random little bug, I think. The mm, first but... game that I played, it said this is my rank and it was, yeah, it was a bit weird because I hadn't actually, I shouldn't have been ranked. Until you'd done all 10. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that are quite disappointed that um, support characters aren't sort of buffed in the rank style because obviously your mercy's not going to be getting kills and things like that uh, and they don't feel like that's being reflected necessarily. Yeah, they need some sort of match score, don't they, that's not kill-based only. Sure. I don't kills think can it... contribute. But... That's right. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily skill-based, uh, sorry, kill-based. But I think how whatever sort of algorithm they've got running doesn't take in. I mean, it's difficult. Imagine having to code, you know, something that Umbrella makes oh, everyone. Yeah, it's just impossible. It is tough. Uh, impossible. But, but they've just sold 10 million copies, and they're like bazillion dollars worth of money. They can do everything. They they shouldn't have these issues. I watched the Blizzard video, which was it came along with the blog post for announcing the ranked competitive game mode and i thought it was a lovely video the guy seemed very genuine about mm. wanting to commit to the longevity of this title and i think they were super pumped about how well it had been received by them <laughs> by the player base. Oh, they're drinking champagne and driving ferraris I'm sure. oh that's going to make them happy anyway obviously <laughs> but you know it wasn't they just i think they weren't expecting much from this you know sure, and yeah. it's, it's really been a nice maybe the team was a bit smaller and i'll uh, be honest so. like Having having um, Overwatch to play is like a breath of fresh air for me, and like with you guys, because we obviously we always hook up on stuff, but there's we haven't had that one thing that it's just like quick game on Overwatch. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And everyone's got so it. good. Exactly. Everyone's got it. That's it is perfect. Yeah, it's very good. Very good for that. I think we're, um, we're well they, they got lucky that the um, the gearbox one didn't uh, didn't do too well. Forget the name of it now. Battle exactly. Born. That's Battle what. Born, yeah. yeah Battleborn. Because so forget. Yeah, I mean that that would have definitely was... factored into their predictions. You know, Battleborn came out a little bit before it. It sort of pegged in that same sort of genre, although it turned out not to be once I actually got around to playing it. Um, do you think they they announced they're going to do Borderlands three as well uh, at E three? Missed that. Yeah. Which was that, that not was a surprise because it's that their new franchise completely bombed pretty much. They must have lost a shitload of money on that, and they said that they're diverting everyone onto Borderlands Three now. Yeah, they spent a lot on Battleborn. There was a good sort of eighteen months, maybe even two years worth of marketing activity and stuff. It was and its appearances yeah. at various places. Yeah, no doubt they were disappointed. Sorry, you... Dave, I cut you off. No, that's cool. I was just speculating whether or not you guys thought that. Overwatch is going to have an impact on the sales of games like um, Battlefield 1, for instance. Do yeah. you think EA are a little bit like, oh dear, that came out of nowhere, like, we were going to own this? If they were going to just churn out the same game again, they might have to think twice. Have. I think they practically have as well. I'm really sorry. Yeah, the the danger is Why always that. Well, because I, <laughs> I'm really sorry. Because I wanted that. to like it. I'm sorry to myself because I really oh, wanted yeah. to play it, and like I don't think I'm gonna. I really don't. I don't. I've always said it. Uh, why in the age that we're in, 
why do we want to use World War One weapons, man, that are unreliable and rubbish, and why do we want to but get covered? But that's not what they've got. They've got full automatic weapons and sniper rifles and stuff, and it's 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 a reskin. If it was unreliable weapons and it was a bit different and they've like fully played on that aspect of it, that Gun would be jam. really cool. And that would, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that would get me into it a bit more. But because it's just sort of, you know... Exactly I'm just the done same shooting those rifles and like I don't know, getting dirty. I I want it all like futuristic, man. Why didn't they just remake Battlefield 2142, man? Why did or like make Battlefield 2143? You know, I, I don't. I suppose they've got Star Wars into... ticking that box, haven't they? Yeah, but put into one side, like all the, the the time in terms of like creating the assets and all that kind of stuff. You know, it fe- it feels like. It's a it's a DLC. It's like oh, I'm a little bit bored of playing Battlefield Four. Let's switch on World War One mode. And, sure. and that's that's what we did in um, I think it was Bad Company Two that did Vietnam, and, mm-hmm. it, and it gave the whole game like a real sort of refresh. Sure. All of a sudden, everything felt very different. The tanks were different. There was all that kind of stuff. There was one aspect of Battlefield 2142 which I really enjoyed. I don't know about the entirety of everybody else, but there was you were you were appointed like a uh, commander on the pitch, and he could command this giant Titan spaceship above you that could do like orbital strikes, and you could spawn in it and stuff like that. But he was a physical entity on the map. He wasn't like someone sat on a tablet somewhere else playing, you know, like the general that they've implemented yeah. into Battlefield yeah. 4. He yeah. was a person, and if you killed him, man, it was over, you know? That was that. You killed the general of the team, it's done. Like, you win. <laughs> so he'd spend his time in, like, he'd have, like, a cadre of people around him that would protect him, and, you know, he would, it was amazing. He could feed down to the squad leaders information, and then they could feed to their squads, and if they if they saw through these objectives, they'd all get everyone got points for it. So it it's it created this sort of team effort. Sort of you know you get paid for what you do as a team. Uh, so it kind of because there's a lot of loan sharking and stuff like that. And I mean, what, one thing with Overwatch is that you you can't really do that. I know you got your Genjis out there sort of ninjaing it up and stuff, but you do kind of have to work as a team. You're forced to. Whereas on on games like Battlefield, well. Three Battlefield Four, you could just spend the whole map on your own doing what you yeah. wanted, and it's just not good enough. Just not. Yeah. Good. <laughs> just not good enough. Not happy about it at all. Yeah, the, the the balance that they're achieving in Overwatch is is really fascinating to see because it just it tips so quickly. If a couple of people are, are smart enough to notice halfway through that you know we need a tank or we need a medic or what have you, and they make those smart changes, it can it can change the game so quickly. And like given like, given the, the number of characters and their different skill sets, it's just it's remarkable, but it's not more imbalanced than it is. Yeah, it's something I try and do while I'm playing that game is every time I die, hit tab, see what everyone else is playing and think, are we filling the yeah, right roles? Yeah. Should I change? And then just say, nah, and go back as far. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, at least I looked. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I'll, tell, I'll tell someone else then, to change. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I love those comments actually when it's sort of it's just pre-match and, and they're like oh we haven't got a healer oh and so no one's being healer it's like well you're, yeah you're you, in you, the map you, you could have to chosen be, to be a healer exactly yeah right. you're the last <laughs> one here we already picked our characters yeah Nathan said it uh perfectly he's not played it but it was you know it's a game of rocks as a paper it is yeah. it's perfect yeah. 
Yeah. With player skill in, in the mix as well, I think. Sure. Or not. Yeah. That's my gameplay. Seems to <laughs> <laughs> well, that's quite like Overwatch, I think, in it. Yeah. Quite like... Sorry, Dungeon. Sorry, I love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not long now. What what games are going to push us off this Overwatch like that we're on? I mean, it's it's been quite a good little run so far. We could stick for it well, another it couple of months all the way through summer. Has what's happened? I mean, are we gonna are we gonna switch to No Man's Sky? That comes out in ten days. It depends. Well, how I'm going to start listeners. dropping sort of hints that we should all be playing Rainbow Six again. Rainbow Six. Sure. <laughs> on what what format though? Because anything. Console. That my right. Let's reminisce for a second. Rainbow Six. It was one of the first PC games that I'd actually ever played. And so when I, you know, it was at a friend's house. I couldn't own a PC at that point. Anyway, got home. Right, I'm getting Rainbow Six. And I remember being really enamoured by the fact that I didn't actually have to do anything apart from like plan at the very beginning. And one of my best accomplishments was to, uh, I think my character that I picked was called Chavez. Uh, I made all these waypoints for all my other characters and they all went off and all I had to do was press a button at a certain point and they'd like kick door down, you know, kick doors down for me and like run yeah. it. It was amazing. But I've not actually touched Rainbow Six since then. The the new one, Siege, is, is very different to the to the previous ones. There's, there's still that sort of same feel in the gunplay and stuff, but again, they've they've taken this idea of classes and, and this rock paper scissors kind of mentality right. and, and drop that into a, a, a full-on attack and defend um, sort of scenario so you've got a team of five defending and a team of five attacking so um, what's the um, definitive one then what's the one that you would say if it comes up in a sale get oh i think siege is is very good um, right. the new one i think it's just it's really quite refreshing um, and yeah, in in a very similar way to how Overwatch has sort of uh, re-energized that sort of uh, Twitch shooter kind mm. of uh, game, then uh, um, the more tactical, maybe slower than Battlefield. But um, that's cool yeah, though. That's, yeah, it's, it's good. Really good. It's like. You- I like armor, uh, which is on the other end of the scale, is very slow paced and like, you know, yeah. make a wrong move and you're dead. And then I like the sort of Overwatch, you know, knee jerk action, gotta be, yeah, well, I'll whack it in the old wish list, wouldn't I? Yeah, yeah. It's, it is in the uh, the Steam sale right now, mm. I think, but um, I think and, about £17. Uh, maybe a cheaper way to scratch that yeah. itch of a tactical shooter could be Payday 2. Yeah. It's like a similar yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, not quite so class-based, but... No, I mean, yeah, same Steam bargain. sale, what, what's... Where are we at? Who's bought what? I spent about 150 quid, I think. I spent £1.70. Uh, <laughs> nice. And, yeah, I'm quite I got lucky. The Witcher 3. Nice. I got Just Cause 3. Nice. That was good. I got XCOM 2. Nice. There's a theme here. <laughs> I got I got Civilization Five. Ah. Um, I think is that about it? I think so. I've made yeah. a big list of things. You got Rocket League as well, didn't you? Oh, I got Rocket League. Yeah. Um, I've made a big list, and I'm planning on uh, sorting them all out tomorrow. But I'm thinking I will pick up um, Bioshock Infinite. Which, uh, I've, I've not played a Bioshock game for a while, but I, I really. Oh, Bioshock Infinite is a lot different. It's, it's, it's five pounds. It's worth five oh, pounds, that, definitely. Yeah. That's quite 
similar to I would say the new Doom is sort of you walk into an area uh, there's not much sort of um, exploration to be done if I'm perfectly honest with it, uh, Bioshock right. Infinite but it's yeah you sort of walk into an area there are tons of enemies you go and kill all the enemies and then you move on but in a really cool way and you do feel for the character that you're with one amazing thing about that is it's kind of you you have to escort that girl effectively through yeah. throughout the game but she's not an idiot she can look after herself and she'll save you more than you save her trust me <laughs> yeah so i'd recommend that definitely yeah well i didn't get anything in the steam cell but because, humbug. because i've got i've bought things already and i know that things are coming up so i i pre-ordered no man's sky i'm waiting nice. for that to come out which me too isn't, isn't long now that's not i don't think that's a really multiplayer game that's going to be sat on my own enjoying that might do a let's play of it i've got there's terraria which yes no yeah. no not terraria no the <gasps> new one the You've... other one Cardinal Sin. My <laughs> well, goodness. Sim- very similar. Come on. They're, they're no. basically the same thing. Starbound. They're completely <laughs> different. Starbound, which is just... I'll just edit that. Starbound. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is coming out uh, as 1.0 release. And also um, Everspace, which I backed on Kickstarter, like, I don't know, about a year ago. And when it comes out into beta, which should be the end of this month now... I'll get to play that, which is which looks really good fun as well. Two of them kind of, yeah, Everspace and No Man's Sky kind of playing on my own, but to, uh, Starbound. <laughs> uh, uh, Starbound. Well, Starbound, like, isn't it? Pet, I'm looking forward to Starbound. I, I'm looking forward to rinsing it through again because we had such a blast we when did. Uh, we first when sort of first, got that. Well, it was in alpha then, wasn't it? The dev blog is dry. It's just not coming up with anything juicy for like release dates at all. It's not. Yeah, they're they're, co- they're well. I think they're still aiming for the end of July, which would be nice because that's me very FD like. But uh, yeah, we'll just have to hang on, keep checking. Well, it's oh, gonna well, be good. Can, I'll check can you play weird. Starbound multiplayer? Oh hell yeah! Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. Hell yeah! It's superb. Sure. Really good. I mean, I don't yeah. know how like, different it's going to be from when we first played it two years ago. 40 oh, hours of uh, storyline. Uh, it was so like, good. Cool. Yeah. Quite a bit of meeting up. And once you got the meeting up, it was really good. So that's why I haven't brought anything. Because I know that there's stuff just around the corner to play. And there's no point sort of splashing bucks for nothing at the moment. Sure. Yeah, sure. Well, right. I, I mean, I, I, I bought a game called Betrayer. Which is kind of a weird... Has anyone ever played Dear Esther? Tumbleweed salad. Right, cool. Okay, so Dear Esther was like a really weird sort of... It was almost like you just... It was like a narrative. You you walk through this world and you discover things in it while there's this amazing narration and you, like, find clues and stuff like that. But you don't really do much interaction per se. You just kind of... You you progress the plot by just arriving at new locations. There was some other stuff that you had to do and you do have to do a bit of investigation. But, uh, yeah, so... The game I got is very similar to it. However, it's a bit more action on. Like you, you know, you shoot bad guys effectively. Uh, and so far, it's all right. It's weird, man. It's all like uh, monochromatic. There's no color in the game except for red and obviously black and white. But that's not colors technically. Uh, <laughs> so, like, things stand out really well. 
uh, so you're shipwrecked on an island. It's some old sort of English like colony uh, back in the day. So obviously the English flag sticks out massively because it's red on white. You know, and sort of the enemies and stuff. It's it's cool. Check it out. I don't know. It's okay. only a one pound seventy or something. <laughs> yeah, no, easy, cheap thrills. Cheap thrills, mate. That's me. <laughs> so we're not going to talk about Star Citizen because nothing's happening with that. Not really. It's a bit flat, isn't it? I can't mm. believe it. I I wanted the first person shooter months ago. So we're talking about Star Citizen, aren't we? No, we're skipping it. Seven days to die. Okay, I had a little blast. I thought it's time to dust off. Now, just give they... us a recap, just to so before you get into the news. Lo- how long ago did we do that podcast se- um, YouTube series with all of us playing? Seven days it? to die. Flipping heck, must have been this time last year, or further, maybe. Uh, perhaps even further. Yeah. Yeah, we, which I really, really enjoyed. We set up a little base on a lake. We set it so that the zombies were quite slow, but you know well, they were ramping up. We got to how many days? I think we got to about. 30 days in yeah we we'd completed a month we did a uh, month that was it, really good it kind of started to get a bit stale didn't it yes. like the rigmarole of oh here comes another wave of zombies and stuff like that and i think that was around the time that they launched the because we were playing on the nave game or whatever it's called the map that that's right uh, they released like procedurally generated maps which were weird man you'd come across like huge ravines but it was just so inorganic. When you looked at the landscape, it just looked like a Minecraft had puked over day, you know, seven <laughs> days to die. Do you know what I mean? It yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was weird. Uh, what they've done this time is they've added in, well, quite a bit. Well, shit tons of new items for sure. Like crafting's all big. They've done the UI over again. It's still a little bit confusing, but it's not too bad. Uh, the biomes look nicer but they still terminate really weirdly. So one minute you're walking through like a frost biome and then there will literally be like a line and you'll go into a savannah, which is kind of hard to digest, if you know, but whatever. The the hills and sort of ravines and tunnels and stuff are, are better. Like they look a bit more organic. Uh, and yeah, you've got little things like you might, when you break into a house and you go searching for food, you might find like a little piece of paper that will say it'll be a note from someone that says, you know, go and kill 20 pigs and I'll give you such and such. And it's like little challenges, which is kind of cool. It keeps like you on your toes. And they've introduced this little ATV motorcycle that you can buy. And you have to go and get like a, uh, <laughs> you have to get a shopping basket to put on it, which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> so anyway, I got all the gubbins, put the shopping basket on it. And yeah, it's just, it's, just, it's not, yeah. It's not what it should be, really. The thing is, they're about to release it on PS4, and I'm not really sure how people are going to be getting on with the UI with a PS4 controller, and I'd like for anyone who does go and get it to respond and tell me how they get on, because that would be nice, because <laughs> they're going to have a hard time. Personally, I think putting Seven Days to Die on a console is a bad call. I think they're just trying to grub some money. Is it clearly delineated inside this PlayStation Marketplace as a, an early access title? I don't know. That's that's something that you'd have to check out because mm. I don't have yeah, access to... I'm not sure they do that, do they? I mean, Xbox have, have got something and, and they offer like 10-day trials, I think. 
on a lot of those titles, but I'm not going to go to step first. They could offer a seven-day trial, couldn't they? Ooh, that would be quite good. <laughs> they should give it to you for free if you survive your first life after seven days. That's quite cool. That's there a great you go. Idea. Or gratis, you know, here's like ten quid off. But yeah. I think it's not might... worth another pop, you reckon, leave it then. Yeah, I think it's done. Like, it's all it's weird. My computer can take the game on max graphics, like, no problem. But and Shadow Play reads out I'm hitting sixty FPS the whole time, but it's so not. It's not at all like the way that your your hands move and things like that on screen is so glitchy and I don't know whether that's part of the game itself or whether that's like Shadow Play telling me pork pies. It's just it's glitchy, man. It's better. It's definitely better, but I think we we got the best of it. My favourite part of that was building the bases. Sure. D- digging the really big trenches, filling Getting them with spikes down a hole. <laughs> yeah, and like having all the zombies falling into that trench, and like it was, I loved it. It was so that was really yeah. good fun. But it, like like Viv said, it does hit a point where you're like, oh, it's you know, yeah. Oh, we got to go and repair the Eastern Wall again. Like that's about fifty hours. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. And so because we made it out of cobblestone or something. Sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> it went through this weird bit where you're putting like um. That that iron mesh you have to build right. into the like wall the rebar, That's the it. rebar reinforcements and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I quite liked that. It was all right. <laughs> Didn't but... we just end up going on the admin thing and just everyone had a rocket launcher and we built like a massive like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they had that like a petrol driven drill oh, ground auger. thing auger. <laughs> and you knew when someone was using it, man. It was so loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was all right. That was when it, we, we'd got bored and we started to get silly. Sure. Yeah, but it's still in a little folder on my Steam library called "Not Playable Anymore." Fair enough. <laughs> that's, that, that, that was I, where I was told to put it. Unless something <laughs> magic comes out, yeah. like you know, some huge update for it, I would yeah suggest it remains in said folder because. <laughs> hmm. So, um, what's Scott Manley up to? Scott Manley uh, is always watching, uh, always playing uh, space-related games. Uh, he played, he plays a hell of a lot of Kerbal Space Program, and he's pretty amazing at it too. I've uh, seen him do really good stuff on that. Like. He's fantastic. But the thing that I like about him is he's like he's so natural. He's not trying to like like he plays Star Citizen. And he'll tell you how it is. You know, uh, he's not sort of pandering to anything at all. He's very sort of who is he? Yeah. yeah, he's a Scotsman that lives uh, lives across the water uh, in America somewhere. I don't quite know. I is, believe he just, is he just famous for being on YouTube? or? Sure. No, uh, I think he's got another job as well. He's oh, a very he's intelligent a... man. Yeah, he's he, knows, like... he knows space and stuff like that really well. Yeah, because that's why he was so good at Kerbal Space Program, because it actually took skill to be able to play that game, like physics knowledge and stuff. He was playing that take on Mars, which is uh, Bohemia Interactive's latest and greatest, is still in early access. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about that game, to be perfectly honest. Right. Like, you, you'll get excited about it if you like sort of driving around a planet on your own, uh, performing science experiments. Uh, they've kind of They've they've got this little tutorial bit where apparently you've got to survive on Mars and it's very sort of Mark Watney esque, like <laughs> yes, the Martian. Yeah. But it's not. It's does, does it have disco music? Uh, no, but 
I do urge everyone to go and watch Scott Manley's video on it because he could put he puts it very much yeah you know, he puts it a lot better than I could ever. Uh, it just don't know man. It's, it still seems very armor and like armor's not exactly known for its functional and user friendly user interface. If you know what I mean. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I mm, I don't know. I'm I've got my eye on it, but I don't think I'm going to part with any bones just yet for that one. It's twenty one ninety nine dollars. Uh, I don't know if I feel like I need that kind of space exploration game. I think I'll get my my fix from that with No Man's Sky, although that's not serious sure. necessarily, but it'll definitely scratch that itch. Yeah, and um, then eventually Star Citizen. When well, it does. exactly. In theory, Star Citizen. In theory. Sure should be fantastic and i'd and... rather be with you guys like on on a little mission doing something of our own than like having to tr yeah because what's that other game what's that lunar uh game on steam that's free to play you know the uh you're like a spaceman uh it's nasa and you <laughs> it's got this amazing text-to-speech what's it called <laughs> oh, i don't know what you're talking about man Sorry. i'll find out move on i'll find out oh, yeah that's fine that's cool we can we can drop it in Moonbase anyway. Alpha. Moonbase uh, Alpha. Yeah, yeah. That, that is fun, uh, and that like it's a co-op game where you have to repair like a, a station on my, on on the moon. Yes. Uh, yeah. And you've all got your little roles to play. It's against the clock, obviously. Uh, oxygen's dwindling, but it's just good fun because you can dick about on rovers on on the moon. <laughs> I, I'm not like overloaded with with space things to the point where I feel like I don't want to play them anymore. I love space things, and I think there's always room for them. I just I've got a bit tired of them being a bit shit, I suppose, or sure. or not being what Eve does in a mm. game. That's a I suppose you know. I know what uh, you mean. It's really hard to explain, it, but it, it, a big space game needs to have something special that manages time and and distance, because of course you're in space. But at the same time, has to have huge risks and rewards. I think it just hasn't coming happened. coming from the outside a little bit, having uh, not sort of played any of these big space games at all. But um, certainly, like Star Citizen and No Man's Sky, they seem to be selling themselves on this this sense of isolation and and vastness, and it kind of just it doesn't really grab me at all. And you know, I'd, if 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 it's much more about Know, getting your little squad together and being able to dictate the missions that you go on and you know, maybe you'll come across another squadron that's, that's doing something that might contradict what you're doing i think that like we're more in love with our ideas of what star citizen could be yeah. as opposed to what it will become yeah, yeah. That's a lot of managing expectations with that game though isn't it and it's... sure and slowly that that magical torch is uh, is dwindling i must admit but yeah I've, I've got full faith like i'll just wait and see i'm done sort of speculating i hope it's going to be this uh i'm willing to accept you know and you know a lesser diminished version but we'll just have to see when yeah. uh, eric wingman peterson was doing the uh like weekly videos for it I was gripped because he's such a character and he's really watchable and really enjoyable and he made the whole thing fun and built up that community and you were like, oh, it's, you know, another episode. I watched that. You're part of it again. You're building that group thing up and he left and you were left with, oh, is it Sandy and that big chap? Lesnick. 
and it was just like you just I just couldn't watch it. I just can't watch it I, anymore. I and because tried. of that, I can't get into it anymore. Which yeah, is their shame. awkward rapport is too much for me to handle. I can't. I haven't watched one of those for a long time. The Around the Verse. Yeah. Yeah. So last week when uh, I was waiting for you guys to come online. I thought, sorry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, man. I'm gonna watch an entire uh, ten minutes, man. Ten minutes. <laughs> so you like, did oh, well. Bravo. Yeah, Round of applause. Ten minutes. I can't be bothered. Like, mm. I watched the ten for the chairman. You can literally which was skip a bit better. Like four or five minutes into that though, and then he starts with the questions. Yeah, yeah. You, know? you, you had some fucking knitted That's piece of shit on I his don't... desk. You know, I'm like, what? Like, like you're oh, really I've, thankful. Oh, you're, are you a millionaire or what? You're thankful that a piece of knitted shit has been sent to you. Uh, I don't know. I have more of them, <laughs> but my brother stole them. It's like, oh, yeah. Mate, oh, I used that excuse when I was in junior school, man. Like, <laughs> really? You don't give a fuck about Coasters. them at all. It's not <laughs> and what we got, got lost. Yeah. <laughs> oh mm. man. Sorry, I'm starting to get a bit boozy now. That's admit. cool. That's, that's good. good. That's yeah. what. That's why they're here. That's why they've downloaded the podcast. Um, (laughs) is is Dark Souls (laughs) the other one is Dark Souls 3 DLC going to get us back to playing that game because at the moment Overwatch has come in and just walked all over it for us hasn't it there's there's no Dark Souls at the moment because we've completed Aerith Kaput so yeah of course man I'll be be playing it when it comes out I've I've got the um, season pass Right, that entitles you to the DLC, right? Well, I suppose so. I would hope so. so. It's I just think... some fancy language for pay us early. I'm going to hang on. I'm going to get the, like, for want of a better description, Scholars of First Sin version that comes out in a year and play that. Yeah, so for those that don't know, Scholar of the First Sin was a all-encompassing HD upgrade and all DLCs in one purchase version of Dark Souls 2. So, yeah, which technically you won't do because you've already bought Dark Souls 3. So I bought Dark Souls 2 as well. Oh, how did you? Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, and then I bought Skull of the First Sin. We, course... st- we, we still could do an NG Plus playthrough, though. Sure. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, well, I haven't got that far through. I'm well up for that. And, of yeah. course, you know, we'll use the... Uh, we'll use the... What could we set as our password for everyone to join us when we put down our soapstone? Oh, Yeah. What's the, uh, what's the what's the NG one plus? Oh, once you've completed the game. Sorry, Chuck. it means new yeah. game. New you game. Can, yeah, oh, okay. start okay. again basically. But you, you know, and does that you ramp? Do you carry on with the same character? You do. Mm-hmm. You re- you retain everything that you had in the old playthrough, and you start okay. the game as your old character. So you get to effectively play the game from the beginning with your awesome character. However, they sort of scale up the bad guys. Yeah. And Dark Souls 3 is actually pretty bad for playing through NG because the old games used to reposition enemies and things like that, so it was different. And there was sort of, yeah, there's not a lot of that going on. It almost feels like you're literally playing the same game oh, again. Okay. Oh, I kind of had a, um, a Dark Souls moment in real life a couple of days ago. <laughs> Back to this will be good. And I was uh, I was I was doing a doing a job and I had to walk into this building and it was like uh, part of this children's centre and I walked in the first door which I thought was going to be the reception and I opened the door 
and there was like 15 to 20 women breastfeeding their children in there and i was just like oh shit so they all squirt you <laughs> well, I was like, hey get out <laughs> but it was like it was like a bit like that dark souls moment where you walk into a room and you see like a boss or something and you're like oh, oh get out oh, did oh, it have oh, a fog yeah. gate on it yeah. i was gonna <laughs> say it was just someone vaping like, like, giving oh, it a vape and I thought, you, I thought you were going to be maybe a little bit more uh, like comparing of some of the creatures <laughs> that you were seeing. <laughs> yeah, Rosaria's ring. Yeah, Rosaria's bedchamber. The rotten. Yeah. <laughs> I I think um, some of the benefits of playing the NG runs, the new game runs that are harder. Is to get the better rings. That's probably the, one of the main reasons. To oh do yeah, it. the plus so if, threes. Oh, if you want to get a plus three ring, but you really want to get it for PvP, don't you as well? Sure. Um, so that's quite an important part of it. But I suck at PvP in that. But I'm trying. I'm only PvPing with that. Um, is it Mordor's hammer thing? And Mordor's Mordor's. They've just changed that in the latest um, patch that came out on the first of July. They changed his the hammer to scale differently. Oh, so it, it might have been. What if they fucked my hammer? Yep. They possibly oh, have fucked your hammer. It was uh, hard enough as it was. <laughs> with your yeah. gargoyle gear, you look like a let gargoyle. Me you, let me let me tell you what they done to Morn's great hammer. I'll definitely um, play it again. Any excuse to play Dark Souls again, I'm there. I love that game, man. I love it. They've I added st- faith scaling and adjusted weapon efficiency accordingly. That doesn't sound good. You're not a faith mm. build, are you? No. No. Oh, I didn't get into to, um, Dark Souls until I played Bloodborne on sure. my PlayStation. And then I kind of got into it and really wanted to play Dark Souls 3 when that came out. Because if you remember, I played Dark Souls 2 and I was shit at it. And I couldn't pass that point that you need to just sort of play through a little bit. And, right. You, know, you didn't sort of yeah, break the back of it almost. Yeah. I, gave I, up. I, I hit the wall. And I fell down in my own puke. <laughs> and where's it? Oh, yeah. It looks I like don't... they've buffed daggers of increased critical attack power on all daggers. Which is I, quite good. I don't get that. Like. I don't get opportunity enough to play consoles. I don't own one myself, but I did recently go to a friend's house who had Bloodborne, and I started a new character. And I must admit. The like world that you're in, that first town with all the weird sort of locals. Oh man, I thought it was amazing. I yeah. thought I could play the crap out of that. I hope they do a port. I do. One day. Uh, maybe. Yeah. That would be nice. I preferred the Dark Souls pace to. What are, what are From Software going to do next? Well, this then? is it. This well, is he it. said that that was the last of the Dark Souls. Sure. Didn't he? So be a but, new Well, they were known, first of all, well, not necessarily first of all, but I recall, like, playing uh, oh, Armoured Core. Armoured Core yeah. was an amazing game yeah, people on the really PS1. Like that. that. So awesome. And then it yeah. started to dwindle and get a bit whack. Like, I don't know. Until, for me, I didn't enjoy the later ones. But uh, certainly the first two I thought were fantastic. Like the nerd porn, man, on all of the stuff, the calorific output of your engines and things like that. You know, I suppose it would tie in with your knowledge of um, what was that game you used to play? Uh, Mech so, Warrior? Yeah. 
Macquarie Online. I still exactly. do dip into that every now and again when you know you guys aren't about. Mm-hmm. Um, it is that's a superb game. It's sure. so good, and and it's free to play. Uh, I mean, I don't know how long they'll be able to keep that running for funding wise. I don't quite know, but um, they never ever published how many people were actually playing the game which was always a bit of controversy because sometimes once you went up through the ELO rankings and you got into the... T- so you started at 1,500 and then you'd get 50 or 100 and 150 for a win and like less for a loss. So once you got into the 2000s, you could end up sitting there for quite a long time to find a match. Right. Because there weren't enough... Because it's 12 v 12, so they need 24 people that are all in the 2000s, and it used so to take quite a while. So a match can't commence without a full team, same as uh, Overwatch, right? That's correct, yeah. Right. Um, and again, you've got similar roles to play in that. So you've got fast mechs, which don't have a lot of health, but can be really irritating. They can scout, they can launch drones over all the big mechs, so your missile mechs can get targets. Um, and then you've got your big fat tank mechs that can just take loads of damage. Um, so, yeah, there's all those different kind of roles to play in a similar sense that I can... Well, I hope that FromSoft uh, go back and launch another... Revisit that. Yeah, that would be amazing. There's Armored a lot to be learned from MechWarrior. MechWarrior oh, is one of those games that a big studio learns from and goes, oh, you know what, we could apply this mm. in, in the right way and, and have a great title. Well, that's why I always thought that. Uh, what was that? What was the oh, the game that was launched on EA, the mech game? What was that called? You know, where you could call a mech down and jump in it, and you could kick people's oh, ass. Oh, Titanfall. Titanfall. Titanfall was... Two was announced at E3. Right, exactly right. So with I, a campaign, I with a grappling felt... hook. <laughs> I always felt that Titanfall, the original, was just a test bed for a Titanfall 2. Like, I couldn't... <laughs> it, because there was no content, man. Like, it, there were there were limited amount of weapons. There was loads of maps and stuff like that, but there were so limited weapons. Like, it just felt... Yeah, like they had this really a... weird playing card system that I don't think it worked very yeah, well. Yeah, that was bizarre, wasn't it? But it did... The game played... It was awesome. Really well. It was amazing, like, yeah. It was amazing to play. Well, they were, they were Call of Duty people, weren't they? Or, or Infinity or something. You know, yeah. they, that and was that the came big... through in it as well. Yeah. Mm. See, it was tight like that. In a good way, though, guys. Like, I I did like the gameplay. It was quick, man. You could jump off walls, all that stuff. It was badass, man. And jumping into a mech for the first time, like, you know. Yes. Your mech is ready. It's like, yeah, come on. <laughs> entering the atmosphere sound yeah, effect they got badass. was bang on. Sure. <laughs> It was really, 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 really well good. done, but yeah, like, like you say, it almost felt like it. it was Let's just put a, this out there and see if there's some interest in it. Exactly, and then we'll go big if if it gets the clout that it did. So I didn't actually buy that game. I played the free weekend, and I loved it. And uh, Yeah, I didn't purchase it, though. Yeah, I, I think there's something very um, specific about choosing to have a relivable character experience or a one-life character experience. So, uh, Rainbow Six Siege, mm. yeah. you, you, you're dead, and your team has to survive the rest of the round without you. Right. Yeah. Mech Warrior, you know, you're in this big mech, look after your health, contribute to the group, don't get killed early, because you can't come back, the mech's blown up. Right. Whereas the, another mechanic, which was the Titanfall, or the Overwatch, or the Call of Duty, whatever you want to call it, is life is cheap. Yeah, you know, and uh, it, it just depends which way you end up splitting a player base. 
mm. either the life is cheap style or the one lifestyle. You I don't know what see you mean. The fast world... action, straight in. You can doesn't matter. Doesn't make a difference. Or yeah, if I die, I don't care. Or Take if I time. necessarily, prepare, I mean, it doesn't prepare. feel like it's yeah. And I think it really is how we've seen the gaming people have split, you know, in that respect over the last few years, quite a lot. But then we play games like Arma, where you do, you know, you die, and that's that's that pretty much. Like by the well, you know. DayZ was a bit like that in yeah, the early exactly. days, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. As well, because you're like, oh man, I don't have to walk all the way across Genoa's to find you again up by the airfield. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But then we love games like Overwatch, but. Um, I don't want to keep on going on about Overwatch, but one thing about Overwatch is like <laughs> you said it four times. I know, I know. Overwatch, Overwatch, I love it. Uh, it takes ages to get back into the fray, so you're kind. That's the deficit. You know, it's not like you just spawn instant. Like Call of Duty, for instance, you're right there, pretty yeah. much. It you know takes seconds to get back into the yeah, fray. Yeah, more like Battlefield, but not quite as much. Sure. Yeah. Mm. Time to die is being balanced by how far you've got to run before you can get killed again. And this, like, tying in Star Citizen, which we're not talking about, which I'm about to talk about as well, uh, <laughs> that that whole, like, how you die, it's, Chris Roberts is very vague about it. Even on when he's asked directly on 10 for the Chairman. Yeah, Death still... of a Spaceman explains it all. Why don't you go and read doesn't. my post again? It no, does it doesn't. Not. It doesn't. It's so vague. It's like, yeah. oh, well, you can die a few times, and then we can basically remake the matter out of the chunks that are floating in space only a few times, and then you'll actually die, and then you'll, you know, it's like, what? He's starting to age now, isn't he? You think they'll re- put a lot of weight on. <laughs> Should we blow him up in space and then remake him from all the chunks and, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's harder to gather the chunks together if we do it in space. Not they're going to go all over. Well, they're going to fly everywhere, mate. aren't they? And if you buy the, the $40,000 version, <laughs> then you get like an auto chunk collector. Auto chunk collecting yeah. system. It's amazing. <laughs> so, <laughs> I reckon if you really were in space, you would have to not waste anything. Like if you did puke up, you're going to need to save that and recycle sure. it somehow. Mm. <laughs> Truth <laughs> be told. Well, you know, you're in space. Resources are minimal. I mean, yeah. just, you've got what you've taken with you. Water is one of the hardest things to get into space because it's so damn heavy. And they recycle consume... urine and yeah, stuff like that. Absolutely. Don't they? Yeah. Tim Peaks back now. Yeah. Our Tim Peaks come back. Is, maybe his wee wee still remains on the ISS and maybe people are drinking been it. Filtered through again For and sure. again. Of yeah. course it is. And his sweat and his, you know. Hmm. <laughs> It's a nice thought, isn't it? Is anyone, all the new games that are coming out that aren't without that excited by, or stuff that we bought on Steam or haven't or whatever, (laughs) is anyone going to get any new hardware? Because there's been quite a lot of new graphics cards and CPU announcements. I'm quite happy with my 970. I'm going to stick until I can't, yeah. I'm glad they're coming, though, and I can see in a few years' time getting excited about getting a ramped up at, like... 1070 or yeah getting getting some good stuff on it but at the moment i can play everything perfectly so i don't need to i'm 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 excited to see them coming out it was nice for um intel to launch some new you know cpus that were focused at the uh, extremist end of the market that's always good the big chip and they had a 10 core cpu which is quite unusual for it not to be into the 
I don't know, the kind of um, server side or professional area, it was a, a K model that could be overclocked. So that was really good. But that's really expensive. That's like 1,500 quid. But What do you guys yeah. think about computer parts that cost £1,000 for one part? I always think that I'll wait. I'll wait until it becomes affordable. <laughs> yeah. buy it. It's not needed to play games. It's not. You know, you don't have to spend that money to play it. If you're a connoisseur, it's yeah, it's like wine, isn't it? You know, you can just buy a bottle of three pound wine down cost cutters or something, or you can go out and you can order yourself a crate of the finest French bullshit whiffery wine that you can Whiffery. for a ridiculous price and show off to your mates look at this look how good it is just smell it smell it go on smell it this grape was grown by a you know a small goat living off of peanuts or something that's it it's, that's it's my favorite unusual, though, peanut goat wine it's quite yeah. it's quite unusual that at this at this point that someone like intel have come out like sort of so high in price on that piece you know rather than essentially waiting and developing that thing in a, a year or so when the components would have been cheaper or the processors would have come on and then that piece comes out at £800. Yeah, I, suppose yeah, I mean, because it's there unusual. There is a market for that sure. kind of thing now, isn't there? People you will pay that, that price. Yeah. We're, 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 edge. Intel aren't used to how much freedom they've got right now because AMD have basically had nothing decent for three years, if not yeah. longer. And Intel are in a freedom to kind of just bring products out without any competitive reasoning and that makes that's not good for any consumer market for somebody to be so dominant and that's why you're going to see unusual parts that are possibly high profit margin parts for them they they wouldn't have brought out but they know that they'll get some sales i mean the 2011 socket is a big socket you know and it's it's not really even scoring very well for benchmarks for games because of it that it's a it's a lower cycle piece so it's it's around 3.7 in terms of like if you go out and buy a a more what's it skylake focus piece that's running at nearly 5 gigahertz or something like that you're able to get a lot more cycles per second which is better for frame rate which is better for gaming so it is a really unusual release for them i don't quite know whether they're more pushing towards your home video crunching market that's quite big right now home you know producers of content like ourselves yeah. if you want to compile a video down and and stuff then that, that that 10 cores would be really good at anything like that so can i dumb it down a bit and like when we talk about speeds on the clock how i see it is if if you've got like a a quad core then you've got four clocks and at midnight they can all do one thing each so You've got four processors going on at once, and the faster that clock can spin and get back to midnight is effectively your sort of, you know, your seven gigahertz or, you know. Yeah. The faster you can spin that clock, and the more clocks you have, right? Sort of. Sort Sort of. of. Right. What if the games developer hasn't written into the way that the game works using DirectX? 11 hmm. which is the conduit to the hardware right if that piece of software hasn't been leveraged to even bother to check to see if you've got any cores that are spare right now right like idling or whatnot yeah so unfortunately you've got two parts to every story yes you could have four clocks all running very fast mm-hmm. but a game that only ever looks at two clocks sure. even though you've got another two there going hi i'm, I'm free i'm bored yeah <laughs> so that, that's the thing like 10 cores there aren't that many games that would maybe even get used 
know how to use those 10 cores. Things so, like Star Citizen. Yeah. Well, things like Star Citizen, which is part of why he got such massive ramp funding all those years ago, was because he came out and said, I will build a game that's not focused on console development. It is built for PC. I will leverage your hardware. You'll get a great experience, I promise you. And so everyone in the PC community just went, oh, some money, money. And, they, and here he is now, still fucking about, trying to work out how he's going to do that. But, you know, things like DirectX 12 and Vulkan, and they all allow for these threaded, multi-threaded access to be much better. So in theory, that should be really good. But yeah, that's that's the at the moment you're better off buying four or six cores that go really quickly than you are buying ten sure. that go slower because they're not going to be used just yet. Yeah, and it's been like that for quite a while. And it, all, I mean, console is still to blame for that, really. Would you say that that's more future proof though? If you were to shell out that you know fifty hundred quid and get yourself a ten core like all bells whistling, like, do you think that you could potentially? throughout time as games developers get better and they utilize 10 cores and will they become the norm i'm saying yes in my mind absolutely more is always better right of course in the, but i mean there is more there's more to this than that you've got pci express lanes and on a six core you know normal part from intel a 350 pound part you're not going to get more than one high-speed PCI Express lane. So right. that, that CPU is going to work in partnership with one graphics card. Right. If you put another one in, you're going to halve the speed that each lane can operate at. I see. So depending, on what, you're, yeah, depending on what you're building and the direction the marketplace goes, if we look at parts like the new AMD release that came out this week, which was the RX 480. Yep. That is a £200 graphics card. So it's a very low-priced graphics card in the world of graphics cards for a brand-new release. Mm -hmm. And it, A, it's sort of marketed at a VR type of solution, which is fine, because it means it's going to prioritize different things. But it's meant to be running in Crossfire. So... Yeah, so that they're thinking two hundred pound card, people can buy two, leverage right. the power of sure. two GPUs, one for each eye, if you want yeah. to talk about um, All right. you see. know and 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 then you're gonna that's when having a different CPU and the number of PCI Express things, just to throw another layer of cheese on there really quickly, Ed, sorry to bore you, but like that how you can how fast your hard drive can run. Mm. might not be running on a SATA port anymore. It might be running on a PCI Express Lane port because that's where you can get your really fast 1,200 read-write speeds in and out on a reading to a drive, writing to a drive. So you're removing another possible bottleneck for pulling all this data from this really high-quality game that Chris Roberts has made. How do I pull all that data out of the hard drive fast enough? Sure. Well, I put it on an NVMe drive or I put it on a, a SATA Express SSD. And then I can, so I need a spare lane for that as well. What so, we need, we need it like, we need to launch something like Tim Westwood Pimp My Ride. You know what I mean? Because it, it does seem to me like petrol heads and PC heads almost talk the same talk, but it's, you know, it's completely like split. So yeah. I could have dump valves and whatever and all this <laughs> crap on my car. Exactly <laughs> right. Like, you know, it, it's just how far do you want to go, really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. all of these they've things got, are extremes. They've got pit girls. 
And we've got cosplay. Ne- Neckbeard. Yeah! <laughs> cosplay. And waifus. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that the, the £200 card that has got pretty bad reviews at the moment in terms of benchmarks. That's something to do with the drivers, though, man. But it's just early drivers, and, you know, that's always the same. But immediately leaked photographs of a GTX 1060 were started to be discovered on the internet. Right. So <laughs> at the moment, out of the 10 series cards, um, NVIDIA had only announced the 1080 and the 1070. Right. A 600 pound card and a 350 pound card. So as soon as a 200 pound card was released, they wanted to steal back the news cycle sure. with these. So there's obviously going to be a 1060. But that's good. Um, that's good for the market. It's that's like... that is good for the market. Yeah, without a doubt. But yeah, it's going to be interesting as that plays out. It, it's almost like there's a fight at the bottom end. Like anyone, it's almost like they're saying anyone can produce an expensive card, but how good can you make a two hundred pound card? And I think that's nice for the for the marketplace to have that fight. Well, yeah, it, I think if if you know VR is obviously so new and and things are going to change quite quickly, I think you know almost a the big players, the 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 Vive and uh, the Oculus, you'd expect that they're going to be announcing their second versions of hardware, you know, almost within the next six eight months. I'd, I don't think we'd be surprised by that. So having some, something that's nimble and you know, uh, fairly reasonably priced, so that you can then change your mind again in a couple of years' time, is a is a good plan. Yeah. Here's our star in a reasonably priced graphics card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can't even use the full title anymore, can they? They have to call mm. it a star in a reasonably priced rally car or something yeah. like that. Because they're yeah. like, oh my god. Yeah, it's not going well. I'm not enjoying the new Top Gear very much. No, I'm not. Well, I've still watched it. It's like Star Citizen. We're not going to talk about it. We still, <laughs> we still do. <laughs> what? Um, what? It's a. I mean, Camp um, Lan as the other half of our, our symbiotic relationship here. We're alt gaming, so we're we're the the gaming side of the alt community, if you like. So the Lan side, the people that go and meet up and get shit faced and play games, that side. What what's going on there? What's the latest news? Um, so we have uh, started sitting down and coming out of our hibernation period um, and started having some uh, heavy conversations about what we're going to be doing for the next event. Um, and it certainly looks like we're going to be heading for one sort of springtime next year and maybe another one later in the year, sort of autumn, late, late summer sort of time. Um, so we, we're full speed ahead on all of our organisation on that and I think in the next few weeks certainly things will change on the website and we'll start publishing our posts and updates on, on Facebook again and getting everyone uh, up to speed on what's likely to happen, dates, prices, all that kind of stuff. Cool, so we've got altlan.co.uk for all of the LAN events and then Altgaming.uk for all of our video and podcasts and all those other things. Yes. If uh, if people wanted to do anything this year, is it, I might mention that we've actually got myself and Chart have got tickets to Insomnia at the NEC in August. 
Um, so if anybody wanted to meet us up there or, you know, come and have a drink at the bar, we'll probably have another podcast way before then, obviously, which we can we can make some more firmed up plans. But if you were on the fence about whether or not you thought about going, maybe knowing that I and Chart are going to be there yeah. is enough for you <laughs> to, to think, you, you know, it'll yeah, put you <laughs> off and think, stay really clear yeah. of that whole area. Uh, yeah, Dave will buy you a drink. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of Daves in that room. I'm sure one of them will play. <laughs> but I had a good time last time, and um, it's it's a big impersonal LAN. It's not the kind of thing that we do, but it's still quite a cool event. Yeah, it's it's always good to meet up, isn't it? And uh, that that one uh, more than most presents a um, a big environment for lots of people to be there and. You uh, you find out that you know someone that's going there, like like ourselves, and just arrange a meet up and spend a couple of hours playing a game or a bar or what have you. So we're, we're sitting with quite a few people that have be, that have come to the our Altlands now, um, which have become good friends. So that's always nice. So yeah, looking forward to that. Absolutely. So yeah, that's um. Are we are we at the end of the podcast now? I feel like we haven't. I feel like we haven't had that creative moment from you, Ed. We're missing something. Have you got? Have you got a soliloquy? Got a soliloquy for the end of the podcast or um, anything? I don't know. I can remember a little dream I had a while ago. Excellent. Um, I mean, we've only had breast milk in your face. That's the only thing that's happened. I was and, um, um, goat made milk. Or oh, goat, no, goat, goat peanut. That's right. Goat peanut wine. I was, <laughs> I was, um, it was just an odd snippet of a dream that I've just remembered. I was, I was remembering it when you were talking about something previously and I thought, oh, it's reminded me of a dream. I don't know quite why, but I was like, I was female and I was a naked fan dancer and there were lots of men that trying to normal, trying like throwing money at me and I was a naked fan dancer and I just remember how dirty and wrong and that I felt but I knew that I had to make money to sort of survive which was why I was doing it and just the kind of you know moral situation that I found myself in I remember waking up and just thinking god what a, what a horrible situation that would be in and next time I <laughs> next time I see a, a naked fan dancer I will I'm think gonna, are you just gonna sponsor her or is it more you teach a man to fish he can eat is it like, here's another skill I'd like to teach you how to type or something so that you don't have to be a fan dancer anymore? Maybe yeah, they I... don't all feel like you do about it. Maybe <laughs> they're happy. <laughs> I think they feel the same. I think that's kind of that you can see in their eyes. Not that I've seen do, any naked fan dancers. Do you think there's someone somewhere else the who's, a, who's a naked fan dancer who had, who's having a conversation with someone right now about how they were an electrician? And they... Oh my God. Like, do you think I'm looking up at Space Man and Man. there's someone looking down yeah. at me? <laughs> okay, okay. So if you are a naked fan dancer, leave us a comment. Get in contact. <laughs> <laughs> Dan will have a pep talk. Do, and... do you think naked fan dancer podcasts, that are, they must be out there, do they talk about how awful it must be to be an electrician or to be <laughs> <laughs> something like a normal job? Be like, oh no, it's terrible. No, it's kind of sad. I'm sorry you feel that way, Ed, but, you know. Yeah, I mean that was just that dream. I could have another dream about it and feel differently, I suppose. But that yeah, was that cool. was how I came out of that one. Or you could try it. 
You could go yeah. out and be a naked fan dancer. I did want to ask you guys about um, Game of Thrones, but I can't because you haven't seen it, have you? A bit too soon. Just well, Coronation Street with willies, isn't it? And swords. You, you didn't see the end of season six, though. Mm-mm. No, we can't talk about it then. Maybe next Sorry, time. Sorry, mate. No, that's fine. It's all right. It's, the it's thing is, I'm unlikely to watch it, so you could if you wanted to. I'm not going to be fussed if you want to talk about it. It was very good TV. It was really good telly. Yeah. Both episodes, one before yeah. as well. I heard that the last three episodes have been directed by the same guy and they've all been rated 10 out of 10 on IMDb, which is pretty much unprecedented. They're excellent, yeah. But, I mean, only excellent because I'm invested in it. I don't think they'd be very good coming at it if no one saw any Game of Thrones before and no. just watched those. Right. That would be shit. Yeah. Well, I, but... I've read uh, all of the books so far, uh, except for that little teaser for The Winds of Winter. So, like, I, I knew up to a point. And then I realised that George R. R. Martin's pretty old and he does still have two books to write that are both supposedly going to be like dual books effectively they're going to be what do you mean he does still have two books to write well in order like how long they've given him no 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 he he's that's how long god's given him to live (laughs) there's two more books that he wants to write in order to wrap up like the the okay right so he said that rather than write four books he'd make two you know, two books that are effectively like two books each, so they're going to be twice as big as the ones. And Chunky there was this, there was this huge hiatus between the last book, which was like seven years, and the guy's like sixty nine. Uh, he's not healthy looking. He's already spoken to his close friends and given them the endings to the book because he's never going to finish him, man. He's too old. He's too old. Yeah, and now Maybe he's, he's just given the bullet pointed list to the uh, TV production. Well, they've got creative control, so they can pretty much do whatever they want. They can bring like Joffrey Baratheon back to life if they want. They are doing what they want, that's for sure. Yeah, they're sure. doing all sorts of crazy things. And I ain't interested in that, man. Like, no, I, I read the books first, and like initially there was a few changes that I thought were quite valid, like the way that they'd amalgamated three characters into one and. You know, they serve. It worked. It served a purpose, but it wasn't such a massive change. And then later on, I was like, I was like, like, uh, this is getting a bit weird, man. And I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't continue. Yeah. So therefore, no, we won't talk about it. Spoiler away. No, spoil away. Because spoil away. Well, no, I don't. It's going to be different. Maybe next time. You know, Maybe. make sure those that want to watch it can watch it in the in between us now releasing yeah. our next we also we we've we've been thinking we've been musing as a group haven't we about the idea of a of another thing to to output on oh, our yeah. channel mid-month uh yeah a mid-month release of something so we're doing this monthly podcast and that's for your you know, delectable enjoyment to download every month but every two weeks in wouldn't it be nice just to have a little top-up Mm. Um, it could be uh, a stream. We could live stream, or we could. Yeah, there's various options. It I was wondering depends. if people might like to just suggest some things. Sure. 
perhaps, which we can then ignore completely, or <laughs> we can take on board and valuable input. But I don't know. I mean, I just we've been thinking of different things, and it might be well, nice to have some community direction. That's ultimately it. Community. It is all about like the listeners and you know the people that want to participate, get involved, like. We're, we're open for ideas, absolutely. Yeah, so if anyone's got any thoughts about how maybe us four or three or whatever could get online and do something. Three? With... What's that? Is someone getting chopped axe? No, no not, not everyone can make it all the time. That's what oh, I mean, yeah. you know. <laughs> no drama. <laughs> but yeah, no, so I was just thought I'd put it out there. Uh, final thoughts before we sign off? How, how long have we been recording for? Anyone got any idea? Plenty of time. Plenty of time. It's a nice one. A nice juicy one. Sarah said, this is my girlfriend, she said, oh, if, if you're away and I miss you, I can download the podcast and listen to your voice. Oh, I know. Oh, that was nice. So it'll one be, of those like downloads we've got is fake. Yeah. Don't count it. Is that why Is that why you've been like, so polite and nice and not swearing too much? And well, to I'm just thinking, if, <laughs> if she actually gets to the end of the podcast, should we leave a little... It's a bit personal, isn't it? Well, I could leave a little surprise in for my girlfriend like right now. Like, fuck your shit up! Or something like that. Really scared the shit out of her. <laughs> if she's asleep, like... Yeah, that's, she does sleep to things like this. So yeah. now you need to say something poignant. Yeah. Uh, you've just uh, woken her up. I like I your new. She, I, I like your new already, hair. She's oh. already going to be very annoyed at you for, yeah. for bringing this. Up she's going to hate the fact that she's on the podcast at all. Yeah. If she's asleep, surely we should be going for the uh, hypnotism angle. <laughs> don't look around the eyes. <laughs> <don't... laughs> this is this is dangerous territory. I shouldn't you have brought it up. You will make Dave a bacon butty. Perhaps you <laughs> might, might have some experience on the naked fan dancing situation. Oh, yeah, <laughs> leave a comment, Sarah, about naked fan dancing. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, look. I um thank you very much for listening to the Alt Gaming podcast number two, and um yeah, hopefully we'll be around in about four weeks' time with another little ditty for you to download and yeah. enjoy. Um, thank you very much for uh, Chart for joining us. He can be found. Where can you be found playing Xbox or PC? Um, usually uh, Chart everywhere. Xbox, uh, PC, CH eight RT. I am on Twitter, although I haven't posted in around five years. <laughs> Thank you very much to uh, Vivermore as well for joining us. And um, yeah, where where can we find or see what you're up to, Viv? Uh, on Steam, really, normally, or on Battle.net. Uh, although yeah. I'd like to give my Battle.net, but there's like a hashtag and about 400 numbers afterwards. So yeah. it's probably just use the website or Twitter. And we'll put them on the website somewhere. But Vivermore on Steam, of course. And of course, Eddie Rio, thank you very much for joining us. And like, you've got your own channel on YouTube, haven't you? Which you're very famous for your Eve stuff. <laughs> but, you know, you can also be found elsewhere as well. Yeah. And we've got the um, Alt Gaming UK. So it's at Alt Gaming UK Twitter account. Yes. Go which is doing well. Follow us on there. And if you've got any comments about the podcast or anything that you want to say, that would be a good place to reach us, probably. More immediate feedback. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks very much for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Give us a like on um, iTunes. You do have to do it through the desktop. You can't do it through your phone, unfortunately. But we'd really appreciate that. And, um, yeah, we'll catch you next time. Cool. Bye. 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 Bye.